Hi, folks. Welcome to the Gospel of Kennison, the GOK. This is episode 140, brought to you the week of January 6th, 2021. Happy New Year. My name is James Kennison, and this is my uh, audio journal. Special thanks to our patrons, especially Carrie Wright and Carrie Bernhardt. How you been? I, it's been a month since my last broadcast, and I'm sorry about that. Um, as I'll be discussing soon, motivation has been a problem for me lately. But let's get right into it, shall we? Christmas was great. You know, as much as I commiserated over the possibility of it sucking uh, last episode... Christmas turned out really great. Um, shopping for the kids was not easy, but, you know, I tried and I did my best. My wife did better. She bought them clothes. What kind of world is it where kids want clothes? I used to hate getting clothes at Christmas time, but now it's like they love them. They love getting shoes and clothes. But uh, they got, you know, gift cards to to the coffee shop and and Starbucks coffee and all that stuff. So they're they're happy. I tried something um, that didn't work out. You know these KiwiCo boxes that you hear about. You've probably heard about them on YouTube or or on your favorite uh, podcast. Um, tried to get one of those for my son and he hated it said it stressed him out it was uh, one that involved wiring electronics and i thought you know that would be a good thing for him because he wants to be an engineer you know and all this kind of stuff so i don't i don't really know though did it did it stress him out you know the actual um product or did it stress him out that it was for me and he felt all this pressure to like it. I don't know. But I canceled my subscription. And I will not be putting him through that torture anymore. Even though I wanted him to try one more time. But yeah, Christmas was still great. The morning went well. Um, usually my wife struggles on Christmases. I think it's because she was raised around a large family. And always shared Christmas with a broader, you know, group of people and it's always just the four of us but this year she did not she had a wonderful time and i think that speaks to how great that the event was we got up about nine which was a deal we struck with my children it's usually eight but i guess they're getting older too and they let us sleep in till nine we came down and we do the deal where the night before Christmas, there's nothing under the tree. And then the day of Christmas morning is where everything's, you know, just suddenly out. And uh, I always run a, a, a wire of lights from the Christmas tree all the way up the stairs, down the hallway to their room. Um, it's just a little tradition that still hangs in there from the Santa Claus days. And uh, we sit down and we unwrap stockings. And uh, typically grand, granny's stuff, which is my, my wife's mother. Um, but the mail was so slow this year. The stuff she 
put in the mail on the 15th didn't show up until January, just a couple of days ago. So we uh, we just unwrapped our stockings and, and jumped over and had some monkey bread. I don't know if you know what it is, but it's it's like that, that dough that you pop out of a can and you ball it up and you put it in uh, cinnamon sugar and then you throw it all into a bunting pan, I think, and you bake it in the oven and it tears apart into sections. It's really good, and that's what we have for Christmas breakfast every every year. It was really awesome. Um, my after that, we uh, opened the main presents, and the kids went first, and they got a variety of things. Um, I even got Jay a Vat nineteen box. If you don't know what VAT-19 is, uh, they're on YouTube, but they're also local to St. Louis. And they sell products, crazy, weird, you know, kid-friendly products that are just out there, like the world's biggest gummy bear and stuff like that. But they have these mystery boxes that you buy, small, medium, and large. And I got a large one for Jay. And um, I, I realized he might have outgrown VAT-19. Because the large box, where I thought it would have more um, smaller items, instead had like one big item, and it turned out to kind of be a toy. And uh, he 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 messed with it. He did all the stuff. It was like a little project toy where you had to um, crack open this and dissect that, and and you know they they claim they had fun with it but it took them all of 10 minutes to go through all the instructions and uh and now now it's sitting in the pantry never to be touched again but it had some other things it's like at a scorpion um lollipop it's a lollipop with a scorpion inside of it um some sort of ball that sticks to the wall when you throw it at it you know, just random things, you know, that are kid-friendly kind of stuff. So that might be the last year he gets anything from Fat19, but it's a it's a great resource uh, because it comes in a box full of stuff. And I don't know about your kid, but my kid loves a box full of stuff. So that was one of the things that I made sure to get him. And uh, I, I know that I had mentioned something la- last episode about getting a trophy for my wife well i did um it just didn't it didn't work out exactly the way i wanted it actually in many ways worked out better i had bought a small trophy off of a website um because it had a cook on top of it and my wife's always talked about when she makes dinner that she deserves a trophy so i was going to get her a cooking trophy and I got this cook and then I was going to go to a local trophy shop and kind of order and build the trophy and take this piece with me because the trophy shop didn't have the piece, but the piece came late, too late. Um, it, it actually ended up coming in time for Christmas, but it was too late for me to have gotten it and taken it in and ordered it. So what I decided to do was go to the shop and build the trophy 
and uh, and leave a space for the guy. But when I got there, I I realized I just needed to go ahead and build an entire trophy. I didn't need to spend the money and then have a potentially incomplete product, you know. So um, using some examples of, of what I wanted that were up on the wall, I built a, a two-tier, three-prong trophy. Um, it, the whole thing sits about three foot tall. It's amazing. And it's blue, and, and, and it's got a large cup on top. And then on top of that, it has a large victory, female victory symbol, you know, figure. And the plate reads Jennifer Kennison, wife and mother of the year. And it says first place on a little uh, plastic piece. And then it says 2020 across the uh, top in, in little figures that are sticking out. Um, and it was so big and so awkward that I had to build a box for it. And luckily, a few years ago, my son uh, wanted cardboard for Christmas because he wanted to make stuff out of it. And he did make stuff out of it, but he he lo- he left, you know, a few sheets. And I was able to form a, a triangular-shaped, <laughs> uh, three-foot-tall box out of tape and willpower and put that joker in there and it was the last gift my wife opened and you know i i was nervous i was excited because it came from a very special place in my heart a, a place where i wanted to value her and 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 show that i care about what she does for us but was it going to be received as that or as as a joke or you know was it going to be sweet or was it going to be a waste of money was she going to get it? Was she going to appreciate it? Is that, you know, that kind of stuff is still up in the air. You know, you never know. Um, but I'll tell you that I reached back there to grab it. I pulled it out. She unwrapped, unwrapped it. And I um, popped the tape on the top and pulled it out for her. And um, you couldn't have asked for a better reaction. She's not a big reactor, but she, uh, she reacted and uh, she really liked it, and she kept mentioning it for the la- for the next few days, and uh, just referring to it and and all that, and uh, and so it was perfect. She said what what she said at one point was it really showed to her that um, I value her, and um, that was exactly the purpose. So you know, it was a good Christmas. Worked out great. So uh, get your wife a trophy. <laughs> Buy her a trophy. Now, the other trophy did come in. Um, it's it's a tiny trophy, and it says Jennifer Kennison Cooking Award. And so I'm just going to save it for a particularly hard day where she's worked her butt off and, and then had to cook dinner or something like that, and she's just like, oh. Then I'm going to say, today you won a cooking trophy and it'll be a good little joke. Maybe perk her up a little bit or maybe, maybe she'll throw it at my face. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. I know I mentioned last episode about a baby Yoda I was making or was going to make. I drew him. Well, he didn't make it to final production, 
but he did have some progress. I, I went to the store and I bought uh, some plywood. I primed it. I traced out Baby Yoda onto the uh, wood, but I never got to the point of cutting him out and then painting him. So Baby Yoda uh, will be a project for another day. He didn't make it outside this Christmas. So what I'm considering, if I can get motivated, is make is taking. Um, he has a little uh, Santa hat on in the in the drawing, but I could take that off easily and uh, create him without the hat, and then make a miniature in my style Mandalorian guy, and then uh, put them outside for a while, you know, in the off season. Uh, my wife has told me she's put in an order for, for Easter. She wants some bunnies and some Easter eggs done in my style for the front lawn. And, uh, so I may have to just, you know, put baby Yoda on hold permanently and, uh, and make what she has requested. Cause she says she likes having things in the lawn. And if you haven't seen them yet, um, I'll link to the graphics or the the photos again in the in the show notes on the website geokcast.com. Just look for this episode, episode number one forty, and I'll have a link to them. Um, you know, you've seen uh, the the plywood cutout characters that people do. Um, I like to think that mine are a little step above what you're used to seeing. Um, they're full paintings, whereas most people just kind of do a coloring book version, you know, where they take a coloring page and blow it up and they trace it. And, but mine have full shading and, um, they look like, uh, well, they look like a piece of art is what they look like. And they really pop in the front yard. They really do, um, from a distance even because of my style. And I, uh, I draw them kind of small, and then when you enlarge them, the black outlines get enlarged, and everything um, looks good from a distance as well as up close. And uh, so this year we just had uh, we had my snowman and my penguin outside, and um, I had a reindeer that I was going to do, but Baby Yoda took the place of that, and Baby Yoda didn't get finished, so... Uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Will I be doing some some uh some rabbits and and eggs and stuff? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I buy half sheets of of plywood and they're not cheap. They're cheaper than whole sheets of plywood, but not when you buy them separately, you know. Uh but I I I can't carry a whole sheet of plywood anymore. Just can't do it, especially not um 3 quarters. So I, I tried using um, one quarter inch plywood and it warps and it also doesn't hold a screw. Um, I tried to get screws to go through it and, it, it and the screws go all the way through to the front and uh, the water gets to the screw and gets to that thread, softens that wood around it and uh, it falls out. It just straight up falls out. So 
uh, thinking about beefing it up a little bit. So the way I get them to stick in the front yard is I have um, rebar that I pound in the ground. And then I have pipe clamps that I screw into the back of the characters. And then I uh, tighten the, the, the clamps around the rebar. And the only weakness in the whole thing, like I said, is where the screw goes through the, uh, the pipe clamp into the back of the wood. Because the wood is sealed. When I make them, I uh, not only uh, prime them really good, I take all the edges and I put waterproof glue all over them. And then I paint on top of them. So they're sealed. Except where that screw goes in to the back. So what I'm thinking for the future is I'm going to get thicker plywood and then I'm going to put a strip of, of wood on the back that I'll glue on. And then I will screw bigger screws through the pipe clamp into that configuration hopefully going through the wood and into the plywood just a bit, you know, just to hold that, that glue seal together. And then of course, paint the crap out of the whole thing, seal it up good and hopefully end up with a superior product that won't fall over. Uh, Mr. Snowman took a few nosedives this year because of, uh, because of this problem, because the screw head. And then also after I screw in the thing, I think I should seal it. I think if I just put some glue on it, I think that would take care of things um, to keep the rainwater out of that, 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 that just that little crack or that little microscopic opening between the wood and the screw thread. I think that would take care of it. So anyway, uh, baby Yoda didn't make it, but that's okay. Uh, here's some news that I don't know if I shared last episode. If I did, forgive me. I didn't have it in my notes. So, um, and I don't remember, but I applied for a job. Um, it was a children's pastor job in Kansas City for a man I used to work for. I think I did mention this. I'm not real sure, but I'll try to keep it simple. Um, the 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 church is uh, mostly white church churchy church you know um maybe maybe three to five hundred people but they have an amazing children's facility yeah i did talk about this because i remember talking about the facility um okay so you know i applied for it and i was supposed to i talked about all the good feelings that i had about it and all that but i prayed about it and thought about it a lot and um it's just not time i'm not ready i don't i i'm not in a place where i could be a consistent benefit to a church and so today this morning i texted the the pastor and told him thanks but um the timing is just wrong and uh i went ahead and turned it down and it's a little bit sad but it mostly just makes sense, you know? Um, it's sad in that, you know, I, I, 
I I would love to go and work for him and take advantage of that awesome facility and just be of of use to somebody. But uh, at the same time, I'm not sad because it would upset. It would be the wrong move, you know, and it would upset everything about our life, um, which would be worth it if it was the right move, you know, but since it's not, it would, uh, it would be a lot of chaos, um, you know, finding new schools for the kids and finding a house and selling this one and, you know, moving and, and all the, all this stuff, getting to know new people and a new job and, and no, 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 you know, which again is all worth it if it's the right move. But if it's not, it's, it's, it's just chaos for chaos sake. So I'm glad to have avoided all of that. Um, but it just, it's just not the right time. I had a really bad day the other day and it was the first one in probably two and a half months. And I was genuinely miserable and I haven't been miserable for a long time. And I realized on that day, I'm like, dang, if I can get like this in just a span of 24 hours, I'm, I'm not, I'm not ready yet. There's no way I could function like this in a, in a church setting, you know, with people relying on me, I'm still not dependable and consistent enough. So I haven't heard back from him, but, um, anyway, that's, that's where it's at. That's where it's at. I turned it down and again, it's a little bit sad, but it's balanced out by, you know, Hey, I avoided a lot of potential, um, you know, chaos and stuff like that too. Cause now we get to stay here <laughs> in this house. Cause I love our house. Uh, you guys know, I, I have a love hate relationship with St. Louis, but I love our house. I, I love my friendship with my friend, David Godbout and his wife. Um, you know, I, we, we don't have a ton of friends here, but the ones we do are good folks. And I, I still don't know why we're here exactly. But um, in the big picture, in the God picture, but we are, and uh, I'm content to wait, you know, and and really don't have any other option. Uh, Jen's job is great, you know. The kids are happy in their schools. Uh, like I said, our house is great. Um, the city is the murder capital of America, and the most sinful city voted in America. Um, but other than that, it's fine. (laughs) So I don't know. Um, how am I doing? That's the question that comes up here on the show. Um, I'm feeling great. I I noticed that, um, today, this morning when I got up, I, uh, I'm feeling great, but I have no motivation or drive. And there are spurts of, of motivation. Like I changed out the faucet today, or not today, but this past week. Uh, the faucet hose had a kink in it. It was letting out just an inkling of water compared to its normal amount. I changed it out. I had a sudden surge of, of drive and, and motivation, and I used it for good. 
and uh, it, it's it's been great to have a normal functioning faucet again. You don't realize how much you depend on these things until you don't have them for a while. But um, there was a kink in the hose of the thing. It, it's the kind that you grab the spout and you pull it out and you can spray with it and then stick it back up in the thing. Well, the hose had gotten a kink in it and it wasn't fixable. It had to be replaced. And it's probably due to the way I installed it because the, there's a weight on it that pulls the, the the hose back up into the fixture. And I think I put the, the weight on the wrong side so that if you pulled it too far, it would kink the hose. And I think somebody pulled it too far and kinked that hose. But um, I was sitting there this morning on the edge of the bed, and I, I've been really trying the last uh, several days to, the, to be the first thing that I do is to get in the shower. It's just, it's a small thing, but it, it's, it's just a thing I should do. I should get in the shower first thing when I get up, uh, instead of putting it off till later in the day. And so I'm sitting there on the edge of bed and I'm not feeling in the shower. I don't want it. I just want to put on some clothes and go get something to eat. And, um, I, I prayed, I was like, God, please give me the drive and motivation to make it through the day. Um, and I don't know if that prayer was answered or not, but I did go get in the shower. I, 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 cause another thought came to me as soon as I prayed that prayer. And it was one, my old pastor said that you can act your way into feelings quicker than you can feel your way into actions. And so I was like, yeah, I could sit here and wait for an answer to my prayer or I could just get up and do it, whether I feel like it or not. And so that's what I ended up doing. So maybe that was the answer, you know, to the prayer. I don't know. Um, but, it, it, but the thing is that, that I'm happy. And I've, I've gone through that, I know, on previous episodes that, that my happiness has changed my outlook on everything. I, I don't have self-loathing. I don't have complications and problems with God anymore. Um, all of that stuff, all that darkness was just depression. And I had, had, uh, not even realized it. You know, I thought I was over it and, and there I was wallowing all up in it just because I was functional in my depression and it, my depression wasn't keeping me, you know, bedridden. I thought that I was above it, but Lord knows the way I feel now. I mean, nothing has changed really outside of my mood. And I, I know that I'm not working and I know that I'm still not functioning. And I know that it's, you know, in a lot of ways, pretty terrible that I couldn't take that job. Um, but it's not eating me up up inside you know it's just it just is what it is and it's not my fault it's just the depression and it's a whole new outlook and, and i'm capable of having uh because my medication is helping my brain to do what it's supposed to do what it's not doing however is giving me any motivation or drive and so a lot of my day if i'm perfectly honest is spent sitting on the couch watching youtube videos and, um, I mean, I haven't even wanted a podcast lately. And last Thursday, I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. 
And I told John, maybe we can do it on Friday. And he said, fine. And I couldn't do it on Friday. And I said, maybe on Saturday. And he said, fine. And I said, I can't do it on Saturday when the day came. Because how can you do a comedy podcast when you're you're not feeling, you know, up up to it? You just it's 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 one of those things that you can't really force yourself to do, you know, to act your way into feelings. At least I don't think it is. I think it is one of those things you have to feel it at least a little bit to be able to do it, to act it. And so that's where I'm at as far as how I'm doing. Feeling great. Not really doing a whole lot. Um, looking forward to my next doctor's appointment. I'm going to tell him, you know, where I'm at and, and how things are going. And hopefully uh, a medication change can, you know, or, or supplement or something can, can help with that. Uh, because it's not that I'm being lazy. And it's not that I don't want to do things. It's just, I, I don't know. It's, it's like you, I don't know. The other day I was using a label maker and the label maker, maker turned on and I typed in what I wanted it to do. And I pressed the print button and it just kind of spit out these weird characters and it flashed a, a but uh, icon that said the battery was low. And so it was, it had just enough juice to power the LCD screen and the keyboard, but not enough to burn the image into the label. And that's kind of the way I feel like I can get up and I can function and I can talk and I can communicate and I can take the garbage out and I can, you know, do some things. But when it comes to needing to be able to do what, you know, anything beyond that, I just don't have the energy. It's just not there to even tap into. Um, plenty of desire, but just not, not enough energy, not enough battery. So, speaking of podcasting, um, I'm thinking about ending Red School Bus, and I'd love to get your feedback on it. My son is getting old; he's in seventh grade. You know, he's he's almost thirteen. And I kind of feel like I'm, at this point I'm forcing him to do the show. And he's been a good sport about it. And he likes getting his cut of the monthly Patreon funds. But uh, I don't want to force him to do it. And it 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 because I feel like I'm forcing him and because he's he may not... May, because I feel like he's not into it 100%. Um, I want to I want to kind of quit. Either that or or take him out of it and try to do it myself, which I think would be it would either be good or or it would fail. It would be no in between. It would it would either be me talking to the audience and and uh being able to be maybe a little more goofy, a little more childish uh or or it would just totally stink without having a kid on the show. Um, but Jay is no longer a kid and that's the biggest part of it is, um, you know, I put him on it cause he was a kid, but he's, he's, his voice is changing. He's growing up. He, uh, he would be horribly embarrassed if anybody found out he did it, um, you know, at a school or anything like that. So 
I don't know. Red School Bus is a great little song. I put a lot of work into it. It's had a good run. Uh, a lot of a lot of great fans, a lot of great listeners. Um, about a thousand and a half downloads per episode. So it's you know in my mind successful. Um, brings in about fifty dollars a month. So again, you know, Patreon wise, it's successful. Um, you know, and I hate hate to say goodbye to all of that, you know, but. Again, it, it's one of those things to where if I sit him down and talk to him about it, he's the kind of kid that will say, no, dad, I'll, I'll continue to do it, but, but it'll ruin it for him because then he will have to force himself to be happy to do it. And, you know, it, and that, that kind of kills the whole thing. I don't know. It's like going to a, uh, I don't know, to a circus with a kid that doesn't want to go, but you, but you say, but it's a big deal to me that, you know, you go and I really want you to enjoy it and all this. And he goes, okay, dad. And then you go and, and he's just kind of going through the motions and, and maybe you can tell, and maybe you can't, but it's just not the same as if it was authentic and, and real and, and, you know, like, Hey, we're going to the circus. Yes. Yes. Dad, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, that's what you want. You don't want to have to, tell them how to feel you know and at this point i think he's doing it for me um not because he he's a natural born podcaster you know not because he wants to do it so i think i want to let him go you know and 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 let him off the hook but if any of you guys have any input or ideas and you know especially on the soloing it thing because it'd be just as easy for me, because I was thinking about it, that a lot of the show has to do with asking Jay questions. But I could put out questionnaires every week that could be filled out online. And then I could run the same segments and be like, you know, would you rather is one of our segments. And would you rather be, well, well Carol in, in Hagenstag says she would rather, you know, be a mop instead of a broom. Because blah, 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 blah. And so there could be a lot more audience interaction um, and just replace the child that, that's in the room with children that are, you know, listening and, and put their stuff in there. And there's always, you know, just changing segments altogether, too, that, that would just rely on my skills with storytelling and, and making up stuff on the fly and I don't know. I haven't, I haven't sat out and, and actually put together a, um, a script. I, I have a, you know, show notes and I would have to sit down with the show notes and rewrite them without him in them and see how it would go. Uh, cause obviously I could still read stories, um, and comment on them. I just wouldn't have that feedback and it would just be a one man show. And I don't know if the show would survive that. I, uh, I, I don't know, though. Kids might not care. You know, they might not care. They might just like something to listen to. I don't really know the average age of our listeners. If they're elementary school, they probably won't care. Um, they'll just they'll just listen to whatever, you know, but I don't know. Um, TV and video games and, and all that stuff. I, we watched Christmas Vacation. And, uh, 
we we do that every year and so should you <laughs> if you can handle it it is pg-13 and it earns it including an f-bomb if i'm not mistaken but for the first time we watched it with our kids and our kids swear they've seen it so we've never shown it to them that i know of but they said they kept remembering parts of it not the whole thing so i don't know maybe we showed them parts before you know just funny segments of it i I don't know but uh i watched a movie called claws or klaus sorry it's on youtube it's a 2d animated movie that is uh you would swear is 3d and uh it's about a postman that goes to a island and starts delivering cards and letters from children to a woodsman that lives all by himself that makes toys and it's a Santa Claus origin story that is really, really sweet and really well done and really heartfelt. And it was a surprisingly good one. I watched it twice, if that tells you anything. And I'm really picky. I watched it once with my wife and once with my kids. Uh, we watched Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, of course. You know, that that uh, Rankin and, Ma- and Bass uh, short uh, movie. Well, I think it's 50 Minutes. Uh, the old stop motion animated movie. And then we watched the real Grinch and uh, it was interesting because I haven't watched it in a long time. And uh, my daughter used to be absolutely mortified when she was little of real Grinch, as we called him scared to death because her grandfather showed it to her when she was like three years old. And he is scary looking. I mean, he's a monster. He, He is. He's scary looking. And uh, there's this one section of the movie near the beginning. It's a scene where the little girl goes back into the post office back room and the lighting is dim. And my daughter said, oh, this part messed me up when I was little. And I'm like, what? What could possibly be? And up in the corner in the roof, the Grinch is clinging to the wall up in the ceiling like spider-man clinging to the wall and hiding with his dog and she's like that screwed me up so bad because not only was i scared of him being under the bed or behind the dresser or something like that i had to check all of the roof and the ceiling in every room including the closets because the grinch might be up in there and i was laughing pretty hard Cause that's hilarious. And my daughter's, uh, got a great, uh, <laughs> got a great, uh, imagination that gets away from her sometimes. Um, the other one that we watched on new year's Eve, and it's, it's one of these that I know of, and I don't even remember how I know about it, but you may have never seen it. It's called Rudolph shiny new year. And it's by Rankin and Bass, the same guys, that made uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It's it's the same animation style, but it is a New Year's Eve story. Runs about the same length, and uh, I I can't suggest it to you because it's 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 crappy, <laughs> you know. This, <laughs> but if you like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, you will like Rudolph Shiny New Year because it's a cute story. And the music is there, but it's not real long. That's what I always liked about it. It's got music, but man, they don't they don't drag it out. And uh, 
and and the baby new year is lost and run away because he has giant ears and uh rudolph's the only one that can understand and bring him back just in time for the next year to 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 ring in and um it's a cute one and i rented it on uh it was, it was, I looked it up on justwatch.com. I have the just watch app and you can rent it on several streaming services. I think we got it through Amazon, you know, video, uh, for like two bucks, two and a half bucks, something like that. So that's what we watched on new year's Eve. As far as video games are going, um, I'm not real hardcore into a video game mode right now, but what I am playing is mostly is dishonored and uh if you're a video gamer you'll know uh what i'm talking about but it's a it's a game of uh basically getting your good name back because you were a a trusted uh character to the royal uh empress and she is killed and you are blamed for it and so everybody that was your friend is now your enemy and you have to work your way through a small, with uh, with the help of a small group of rebels that believe in you, you have to take down the establishment, this this these bad guys that are trying to take control. And you have to protect the empress's daughter, and uh, you it, you can play it however you want. You can um, be an assassin, or you can take a more pacifist route and just knock people out. And this game, I'm just taking it easy, the easy way. It's a lot easier to kill people, so I'm killing people. But it, str- it makes me struggle because it makes me want to play it again because if you think about it, all of these soldiers and stuff that are out to get you are, are under the impression that you are a bad guy. And so they're just doing their job. And so it, it, the game really makes you think about it. You know, every kill is like, oh, I just killed a an innocent man, you know, but then I just have to say, no, it's a stupid video game and I don't care. I just want to get through it, you know? So, uh, but I don't play for very long cause I get kind of bored. It, it, it starts to become work. The game is not boring. Um, it just, if I don't get through the level, it, it, it involves a lot of stealth and you have to sneak past people and other people you have to get rid of, you know, and, um, and stuff like that. I'll tell you one thing. There, there are women in the in the uh, sometimes in your path, and I always always knock them out. I don't kill them. So uh, the the morality of it is 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 uh, is in there. But anyway, um, I'm I've been playing that. Uh, I've been playing Super Liminal, which is a game um, similar to the style of portal, but it messes with dimension. So it's kind of hard to describe, but you know, when you look at a car from a distance, it looks very small. And as you walk closer to the car, the car gets bigger. Um, so in the game, you could grab a pawn like on a, you know, from a chessboard. And if you put it up in front of your face to where it looks really big and let go of it, it, it is really big. But then if you pick up that same pawn and put it way far away, 
from you where it looks really small, it really becomes that small. And that in a nutshell is the, the, the mechanics of the game to where you have to make boxes and different shapes and different items, different sizes, including entrances and exits to, to get in and out of different areas. So, um, I don't know. It's a good game. I, I got it, uh, with a little 20% off, I think on, on a, on a sale that they were running, but, uh, those those two I've got Dishonored two waiting for me after I finish Dishonored, so that one is is what I'm doing. But right now I'm just mostly watching videos on YouTube, uh, because video games seem like hard work, you know, they just do. And so does podcasting, and and that's that's what's rough about going through the phase I'm going through right now, is I had to talk myself even to hitting record today. Um. The last thing I want to go through, I, I suppose, as I've been working on this for a while, but it is a, a list of words that are said wrong, in my opinion. Now, if you say them this way, then I'm not talking about you. But these are words that, tongue-in-cheek, I'm going to just say, um, the way I say them is the right way, and the way other people say them is wrong and annoying. So here we go. Some of these I have very little passion about. Others I have a lot of passion about. So um, here are words that are said wrong. And we need to fix this and you need to correct yourself. If you say button instead of button, for instance, it's not button. It is a button that you button. Um, There's no D's in button. So it's not a button. It's a button. Okay. So fix that. Okay. It's not Mario. His name is Mario. So uh, it may be an accent thing. You know, maybe I'm way out of line here. But if you say Mario, that is incorrect. You need to say Mario. Mario. Creek. Creek. The word creek is a small, you know, river. It's not a crick. And if you say crick, you're saying it wrong. It's a creek. It's, it's spelled creek. Crick is C-R-I-C-K. Creek is C-R-E-E-K. The big one here, uh, pecan. Pecan is the way to say pecan. P-E-C-A-N. It's right there, P-C-A-N. Some people say pecan. That would be P-E-C-O-N. Pecan. And I, when I met my wife, I found out there was a third way to say it, and that's peeking. And peeking is something you do through a window when you're not supposed to be peeking through that window. It is not a way to pronounce pecan or pecan. And yeah, I just messed up, but I meant to say pe- pe- pecan. <laughs> pecan is the right way to say it. My big one, uh, you know... It's it's a huge one, actually, and the reason I've made this entire list is because I watch a lot of YouTube videos, and I watch a lot of millennial people, uh, aged people, talking about classic video games, and they do a good job most of the time until they start talking about Mario. 
And instead of saying Mario Brothers the way it's supposed to be, the way it was when I was playing those games when they were brand new, they all say the same thing. They all say Mario Bros. And it's the most frustrating and annoying thing possible. Mario Bros. It's not Mario Bros. It's Mario Brothers. It has a dot at the end. That means it's short for something. And you would never say bros. You say brothers. If it didn't have a dot, it would be bros. But that doesn't make any sense. It's Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers. Mario Brothers. Luigi and Mario. Not Mario. And um, so so what's happened is these, these guys have ordered, you know, an NES off of... Uh, Oh, and they call them NESs. They call them NESs, by the way. And and a SNES, a Super Nintendo, is a uh, S. It's a SNES. That's what they say. See, because they they got it off YouTube or, or eBay, and they started playing it. And they've never met anybody that from that era that actually played those games. And so they're making up their own words because they just read what they see, and they don't actually talk to anybody my age and get set straight on anything. So they just go with it. And, and I'm just trying to set it right, right here in this podcast. It's not Mario Bros, Mario Bros. It's Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers. It's, it's so irritating that I told my wife about it, and even she cringed. She's like, and she wasn't even really a big gamer, but she's like, yeah, of course it's Mario Brothers. And, it, and, I, and I told her about the SNES thing and the NES thing, and she's like, oh, it's NES. She even knows this, and she doesn't play. So get it right, people. It's Mario Brothers. You know how much of a weight is lifted off of me right now? It is a pretty big weight. I feel much better that I've set that straight in the world. I mean, when I watch the videos and they say Mario Bros., I always say Brothers out loud because I can't handle it. I can't handle hearing Mario Bros. It's so gross. It's Mario Brothers. And it's an NES. That's it. It's an SNES. A Super Nintendo system or a Nintendo Entertainment System. It's not anything else. Super Nintendo, Nintendo, Mario Brothers. It's not hard to say. It's not bros. Anyway, uh, Iron. There's people out there that say Iron. Iron. And again, it might be a... Uh, you know, addiction thing. It might be a a, 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 a a deal where just somebody can't say it the right way because of their accent or whatever. But I would really prefer people to say iron because that's the way it's spelled. Iron. I-R-O-N. Iron is actually how it's pronounced, apparently. But no, iron. Um, there's people that say opposed to. Like I'm, I'm, I'm opposed to go to the store and these are people with no accents. These are American white people with no accents that say opposed to like, like they're three. And I think it's because nobody ever told them, don't say it like that. Say supposed to. I literally think that people have made it to 20, 25, 26 years old and no one in their, in their childhood corrected them. Uh, because everything they did was so perfect uh, to where they don't know that opposed to is wrong and supposed to is right. Um, 
Another one that goes in that line is people that say these ones, when these will do, like I'm, I'm going to get these apples or I'm going to just pick up these. They'll say these ones. And I hear it on, on videos a lot uh, from millennials, these ones. And again, it's just a thing that nobody told them that you don't need to say ones, these ones. Nobody says that. You say these. Uh, I'm going to go to the store to get these things. Uh, these apples, these, I'm going to pick up these. You don't say I'm going to pick up these ones. Doesn't make sense. Uh, my wife is guilty of this one. She says crown instead of crayon. Um, I didn't know there was another way to say crayon, but she says it just like the word crown, like you would wear on your head as a king crown. I've heard cron as a, as a variant on that, but she says crown. And it's crayon. It's a two-syllable word, not a one-syllable word. So, Jen, you need to work on it. Okay, hon? Uh, another one is, and she's guilty of this one too, and I've heard other people do it. She says caramel instead of caramel. It's obviously spelled caramel, C-A-R-A-M-E-L, caramel. It's not spelled C-A-R-M-E-L. So if we could just work on that, folks, get rid of that, that pronunciation, call it caramel like it's supposed to be. Um, I would have a problem with the way the British say aluminum instead of aluminum, but I think it's so darn cool that they say it better than we do. So I mean, that's not on the list. You can say aluminum if you want because that's sweetest crap. Uh, but another one that falls in the category of nobody told the child the way to say it and they're still saying it wrong is I still, I hear grown people say more better instead of just better. Like that is more better. You don't say more better. You say better. That is so much better than the other thing. No, it's more better than the other thing. You don't say more better. You just say better. Okay, so just get that straight. Get that straight. Get that out of your head. I don't say more better. You just say better. It's better. It's not more better. My son says more better. And I try to correct him every time he says it because I don't want him to grow up and sound like a moron. More better. It's just something a child would say. And adults are saying it. And, and just me personally, I think it's because nobody, you know, told their perfect little child that they're saying it wrong because it was cute and they got used to it. So tell your kids, don't say more, better, say better. And, um, and parents, you have an obligation. I'm going to go back to it to tell your kids about Mario brothers, please show them a cartridge or pull up a Google image and say, what does that say? And they'll say Mario bros. And you say, no, bros is short for brothers. It's Mario brothers. What does this say? That says NES. No, it doesn't. It's NES. It's short for Nintendo Entertainment System. But it doesn't have dots. I know. It's different. It's NES. 
There's no such thing as SNES. It's SNES. So let's get this straight. Let's let's change it in this generation. It only takes one generation to turn things around. One moment, like this one, to make things right. We can do it if we do it together and we stick together. Iron is not iron. It's iron. Mario. I, 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 it's almost cute, but it's Mario. His name is Mario. Okay, so let's do this together. If you have any problems with any of the things I've said, please email me. My, my email is james at nlcast.com. I'll write you back and we can argue about it and it'll be fun. If you'd like to support this show on Patreon, you can do so at patreon.com slash GOK. Uh, you can help on a monthly basis like Carrie Wright and Carrie Bernhardt and so many others do. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and um, we'll talk to you next time. <sighs> Mario Brothers, okay? Remember it. Preach it. Preach it. Mario Brothers. We can, we can make this happen together. Talk to you next time. Peace.